Learn from the biggest names in the green industry as Paul talks with Stan the Dirt Monkey. Continually learn so you become even more highly specialized so that you can then raise your price. The Pond Guy, Greg Woodstock. Hey, thanks for having me on. I'm looking forward to it, Paul. America's lawn expert, the lawn care nut, Alan Hayne. I'm like admitting a lot of stuff here on your podcast, but I thought maybe my, my content changed too. Maybe I changed in building that business instead of building a dream. The Green Industry Podcast. It's helpful conversations with the people who know how to help you learn and grow as your company grows. Welcome to the Green Industry Podcast. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscape professionals take their businesses to the next level. Join us as we chat with green industry leaders to discover best practices and practical strategies to maximize profits. Now, here's your host, Paul Jamison. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. Today, our guest is from Canada, Scott Kippen. Not Scotty Pippen, <laughs> but Scott Kippen. And uh, he is a part-time lawn care professional in Canada. He works full-time uh, cutting grass for the municipality up there. And uh, it's a nice, secure, stable job. He's got a young family, but he loves doing lawn maintenance. And so when he gets off work, he goes and he does about 13 yards a week and uh, does it part-time in the evenings. Tries to get everything wrapped up so he can enjoy the family uh, over the weekend. So he works hard during the week and uh, we look forward to hearing his story today. Thanks to the Hardscape Academy for sponsoring today's episode. If you'd like more information on how to become a professional hardscaper or perhaps you want to do a little one-on-one coaching with my friend Caleb Allman, check out the resources available at the Hardscape Academy. <clears throat> And I'm getting excited to uh, see the Almond Ranch for myself, check out their equipment, check out their uh, operation up there. He's going to be one of my tour stops. So going to get him and Brittany on the show again and uh, hang out with them one night. It's going to be a good time on uh, the summer tour powered by Echo. Looking forward to that. Also looking forward to the GIE Expo, October 21 through 23rd. You can save 50% off your registration and they got the early bird pricing going on now. So you'll get an additional 50% off the already reduced price. So go ahead and lock your ticket in. I think it's only like 10 bucks if you use the promo code Paul right now. Uh, That price will obviously go up here in the days ahead, but you can check the link in today's show notes. Use promo code Paul, get 50% off your registration to the GIE Expo. And we're gonna hear our GIE tip of the week right now. Hi, and welcome to Expo Made Simple. Helpful tips to help you get the most out of your visit to the show. People say Louisville is easy to get to and hard to leave, and they're right. If you're a first-timer, you may ask, how do I get to Louisville? With the city at the crossroads of three major interstates, it's within a day's drive of 60% of the U.S. population. And for those who prefer to fly, that's easy too. The Muhammad Ali International Airport is serviced by nearly every major airline and offers direct flights from more than 20 cities coast to coast. And with the show's free shuttles between the airport, expo center, and nearby hotels, you may not even need a rental car. Best yet, the show is directly across the interstate from the airport, and the parking is free. Be sure to check out GIE-Expo.com for special airfare discount codes and shuttle schedules. Register today and be on the lookout for more tips from Expo Made Simple. 
It's going to be here before we know it. The GIE Expo, October 21 through 23rd. Mark your calendars, get your travel plans, get your registration taken care of with promo code Paul, get 50% off. Looking forward to that. It's going to be good, good times in Louisville, Kentucky. And I'll have more details for you about the GIE rally and the uh, live panel Q&A. Maybe when I'm up there in Virginia chatting with Naylor, he will make the official announcement, but uh, he's got quite the lineup assembled for this year's Q&A. It's going to be good. Some OGs up in that lineup. I'll hint that. <laughs> and so, all right, without further ado, it's time to talk with Scotty Pippen. Or <laughs> Scott, Scotty Pippen. Uh, Scotty Pippen and Michael Jordan joining us today. No, it's Scott Kippen from Canada. Tell us about your business, Scott. Well, my business kind of just started out as a out of the blue. My wife and I bought our first home. Um, I just threw an ad on Kijiji. It's like the kind of the Craigslist up here in Canada, and uh, just for shoveling driveways when uh, whenever it snowed. So uh, yeah, I've got this one uh, customer. She wanted me to just come shovel her driveway, and it was all good. Shovel it, got through the winter, and uh, I just happened to ask her in the spring. I said, hey. Wouldn't want to happen to have your grass cut, would you? And she said, sure. So that kind of got me started there. Got a cheap push mower and a, just your standard cheap steel curve shaft uh, weed whacker there. And, uh, you know, neighbors come by, new people in the neighborhood. Turned out I got three customers in that area. This was back and, in, what, uh, 2015? 2014 Okay, is when that all happened. Did that for two years. Did the three customers in that area. Got an interest in the hardscaping. Thought I'd try that on the side a little bit. Did that for a year. Got, you know, doing it on the side, you can only do so much. Um, yeah, I just found that too uh, too hard to do on the side with weather and just a few hours after work. And uh, So you have a, full, you have a into, full-time job? I have a full-time job, yeah. And what career field is that in? I work for the municipality, so we take care of all the parks. Uh, parks maintenance. So, so basically, I cut grass during the day too. Oh, <laughs> so you have experience? I got experience. Yeah, I grew up on a farm too, so I got lots of experience around machinery and. What kind of equipment does the municipality use? They use uh, the big front mount mowers, the seventy-two inch diesel uh, run John Deere's, the front mount mowers. Okay. I see a John yeah. Deere on your website. Is that your personal one then? Yeah, I got two John Deere walk-behinds. I got them this year, so. Awesome. Yeah. So tell us what, so you, so you work, what what hours do you work? Could you cut that grass and make that cash for the city? <laughs> and then how in the world do yeah. you have time to, to go and do um, your own yards? After work. So work from 7 to 4.30 and then go cut grass from usually about 5 o'clock till 8 o'clock some nights. Sometimes a bit later if I'm feeling ambitious. So what's your typical day like now? You go the 7 to 4.30 and then you do your own yards every single day or you just do it a couple days a week on, on Saturdays and Sundays or what? how do you manage it? Um, after work, just on the weeknights, try not to do anything on the weekend. Save that for the family. So Monday's our biggest night. I'll be out till about 8 o'clock, knock out about six properties. Uh, Tuesday, I like to take it off just to kind of balance out the week. And then Wednesday, Thursday, take on a couple more. Got about uh, 13, 13 sites in total that we do. So what's the goal from here? Do you want to 
do your Arcadia property maintenance full time and, and drop the municipality? You want to just keep it as a side hustle or what? I think as a side hustle right now, that's kind of the avenue I'm at with it. Uh, it's I don't really know where to go with it from here, to be honest. Um, the day job is good. It's steady. It's good. You got a young family, so it's nice to have that security. Uh, and the, the side hustle is just good for extra income. I'm trying to decide whether I bring on somebody part-time or, you know, get a second truck and second trailer and have somebody hired. But uh, from what I've been hearing with lots of people, that's that comes with more stress. Yeah, did you hear so, my episode with Mitchell Lawn Care yet? I I just listened to that today, uh, this afternoon actually, and I almost I was smiling from ear to ear because I'm like, oh my gosh, this guy is the exact scenario. It yeah. was actually really good that I I heard that today. Yeah, but he went the other direction from having you know the the crew going out and doing all his part time work, and then he said, forget that. I'm just going to do it myself because it's too much stress, you know? Yeah, I, I can understand that. I'm quite the perfectionist, and I think I'd have a hard time handing, <clears throat> handing it off to and making sure things are done, right? Because I wouldn't be on site all the time. It would definitely take the right person, that's for sure. So it's still something I'm exploring, and that podcast definitely helped out for sure. And I, I can understand his his idea of going back to just solo so we'll yeah. figure that out here. Well, it's almost like you got a, you got 13 accounts right now. Yeah. And you could probably go up to what, 15 or 17 or you're maxed out at 13. I'm maxed out right now for, for doing it myself on the side. Yeah. Cause then it's kind of um, like, I did actually go ahead. No, I, I did actually, I, I had to give up a few just because it was just doing it four nights a week was just too much. You know, you get a rain day, it really throws everything off. Next thing you're going out on the weekend, everything's shuffled a day. So it was just too much. I wasn't around, you know, coming home, the kids are already in bed. So yeah, I just had to knock it back a little bit, keep my sanity and still enjoy it. Yeah. Jack those prices up, you know, for those 13, you know, get, get them, get their price up a little bit or replace them with someone else at a higher rate, you know, so you, you got the 13 yeah. highest profit jobs. Cause if you know, if you only got room for 13, they better be, you better, you know, charging, charging them nice, you know? Yeah. Yeah, we, we, it's come a long way. Like started out with just a few residential and ended up getting a commercial site and then kind of like an HOA. I got two of them this year and they've been pretty good so far. They're they're brand new, so the grass is nice, you know, no weeds or anything. Uh, and nice and close by. Just just trying to get that root density, right? Just mm-hmm. trying to get everything close by. When you start out, you're driving all over the country almost. Where's Ontario at if I'm looking at the map of Canada right now? You'd be like... Oh, so you're to the left of Toronto. Yeah. We're just north northwest of Toronto, about an hour. A okay. little town called Orangeville. Man, I, I, I'm just looking at a map. Now, I didn't realize Michigan <laughs> Michigan goes like above you guys. Yeah. That's weird. Just I never, a little north. I never even realized that. You think Brian's lawn maintenance is just a hop, skip, and a jump at this point. <laughs> yeah, so you could actually drive over there, huh? I could. <laughs> Man, I never... Or he could come here. Yeah, I never... Uh, I never did too much geography north of Cleveland, Ohio. So I kind of stopped right there when I yeah. ran into Lake Erie. I didn't realize there was another world on the other side of Lake Erie. There is another world. On the other side of Lake Erie's Canada, eh? Yep. That's pretty cool. So what's your wife do? She have a job or she stays home with the kids? She has a job and, and uh, she works at a school. But right now she's home with all the, the pandemic stuff going on. So it's kind of nice having her home. 
uh, just to be with the kids and, you know, let me do a, a little more extra on the side just to, to help us out. <clears throat> yeah, back when you got started, you were uh, plowing the snow, making that dough. Did you already have all your landscape equipment just from taking care of your own yard or you were watching YouTube or what, what, what sparked you to tell that lady, hey, let me come cut your grass in the spring? What inspired that? Uh, I think like our first home was like a, a condo townhouse. So we didn't even, we had a little patch of grass and it was contracted out through the condo court. So I wasn't even allowed to cut my own grass. So I was lacking that, uh, taking care of your own property. Right. So I thought, well, I can just get paid to take care of somebody else's property. Mm. <laughs> Pick up a hundred dollar push mower, a hundred dollar weed whacker and and just go for it. So you had the experience from your job. You just didn't have the equipment, but you figured out. I'll, I'll just go get the equipment and it'll pay for itself after cutting their grass a couple of times. Yeah. When you really start thinking about it, when somebody's going to pay you X amount of dollars to cut their grass and, oh, after say a month, you could buy a, a cheap push mower and, uh, yeah, just, just take it from there. And that's kind of snowballed, you know, we got two commercial walk behinds now and a small utility trailer. <clears throat> just tried to get some of the, the steel combi equipment and, all the attachments just to get everything done, edge trimming and stuff. Yeah. So I'm just, forgive me for being such an idiot with Canada. It says, it says Manitoba, Ontario and Quebec and uh, Sakawashiakawan. So those are like, go ahead. What's it called? Saskatchewan. Yeah. And then Alberta and then British Columbia. So we have, states in the united states like missouri arkansas mississippi those are like your states yeah i guess yeah okay just a little bigger i guess yeah they're big man they, they're and, like and fewer they're gigantic which one's the most populated oh gosh i i don't i couldn't even tell you i have to do the google on that one so Ju- julio tomei lives over in british columbia in vancouver yeah and then toronto is in canada ontario canada yeah and then you're just sure, a li- yeah. you're just a little west of Toronto. Yeah, northwest. Okay. How far does it? How long does it take you to get down to Toronto? Uh, about an hour and a half with traffic. Okay. Appreciate the education on Toronto here. <laughs> you're welcome. So, what's been your biggest mistake um, in your business, and what did you learn from it? Biggest mistake, I think, offering a biweekly service kind of was just because. I had a couple customers, well, one customer specifically, um, settled on weekly, and then it turned out, well, I'll just call you when I need the grass cut. And then I would, okay, I'm going to go tonight, weekly, load up the markers. Like, I, I have to load up my equipment the night before to, to take the work with me. So then I'd be driving to the customer's house, and then I'd get a phone call. Oh, don't worry about it. The grass didn't grow. Mm. Um, come next week. But it's like, I've already invested time and hauling my equipment to and from and I just got just frustrated right so I just and it happened I, I just happened to watch YouTube not long after that and like the Brian's on me and it's the uh you know the, the bi-weekly question right mm-hmm. and that really helped me out like let's do it weekly you know the schedule I know the schedule it's best for the grass and anybody offered bi- or asked for bi-weekly it just said nope sorry it's weekly and so far everybody wants it weekly and that's just kind of what we stick to now Paul returns with more of today's interview right after this word from our sponsors. 
TheHardscapeAcademy.com is the place to go to become the next professional hardscaper. Check out Caleb Allman's How to Install Pavers and How to Install Retaining Walls Comprehensive Guides. You will learn all the techniques and information necessary to perform the installation of these features based on industry standards, including tips and tricks that Caleb has learned over the past 20 years of hardscaping. The courses are immediately available via online streaming for just $99 each. Go to TheHardscapeAcademy.com and that link is in today's show notes. And guys, I want to give you a little update about my one-on-one coaching services. They are available at the moment, but uh, when we go on tour, it's going to be hard to uh, pull that off. And so we probably aren't going to have those spots available while we're on our summer tour. So if you want to squeeze in a coaching call, you want to talk about prices, you know, recently we've been doing some coaching calls. Guys are doing their first $5,000 job and can be a little intimidating. And a lot of times as we go through these coaching calls, the prices are way off, way too low. And so really helping you to really determine what's a profitable rate and the most efficient way to run your business to be as profitable as possible. So if you'd like to do a one-hour coaching session, you can sign up for that at the greenindustrypodcast.com. But that's a very limited time availability because once we go on tour, we're probably going to freeze that uh, service until uh, we get back and uh, have more availability to be able to serve you guys in that way. But uh, you can still sign up for one-on-one business coaching uh, here in the next couple of weeks, and then uh, we'll hopefully resume that later on this year. Now back to my conversation with Scott. Hmm. Question about Brian's Law Maintenance. I'm looking at the map here. I'm, I, I don't know why I'm so intrigued by this. I never realized this. Detroit, <laughs> I'm looking at Detroit, okay? There's a there's a like a river type thing next to Detroit, and then right across it is Canada. Is that mm-hmm. correct? Windsor? Yep. Okay, man, I don't know why I never realized that. I, I never realized, De- you know, Canada's right next to Detroit, Michigan. Pretty close, yep. Wow. So so Brian doesn't live too far from Canada. No. Who else do you like to watch on YouTube? Um, I would say the big influences would be definitely Brian's Law Maintenance, the Chance Daily Hustle. I mean, that guy's incredible. And Keith Kalfas, I mean, I don't just, yeah, I just feel like I know the guy <laughs> just from watching all the videos. Yeah, have you ever met him in person? No, I haven't. None, none of them? <laughs> no, none of them. You got to come down to GIE, man. I know. Hang out with everyone. That, that, that'd be pretty interesting to go there. I mean, from all the, the pictures everybody posts, it looks like a good time. Yeah, we all just hang out and talk about lawnmowers, <laughs> weed eaters, yeah, and blowers. Right and in. <laughs> yeah. So tell us your uh, 2020 setup. You mentioned you had some John Deere's. Well, what's your mowers? What's your weed eaters? What's your setup? So this last fall, I I I got the a John Deere W48M, the commercial walk behind. I had a zero turn that I bought early in the fall and I kept it over the winter, but this spring I, I traded it in and I got another John Deere, the 36 uh, walk behind the W36M. I just like the walk behinds. I fell in love with them. I know you either love them or hate them and they're just so versatile on hillsides. They, they go on the trailer nice. They stack like, you know, you can tuck them in close to one another. And just for what I do, it, it's just, it's easier. I, I find it's, it's nicer. I got a sulky for the one. Um, it's not too bad. Um, yeah, I'm just pretty happy with them so far. So what at the dealers there, cause I obviously I only know Atlanta market. What do they offer John Deere? What other mowers are, are popular up there? You know, in the, 
outside of Toronto there? Uh, Toro, Xmark, Hustler, uh, Wright. Got a lot of Wright. Not a whole lot of Gravelys. Um, I just went with John Deere because the dealer's close. I know the dealer. They're great for parts and service. And that that's what I found is just key, right? I can just go to the dealer. Chances are they already have the part. And the thing with the both, the W and the four and the 48 and the 36 walk behinds. I got the same motor, uh, same transmission. So maintenance is good. You got just go get two of the same oil filters, you know, spark plugs, air filters, all the same. Um, just got a spare set of blades for each. So I just swap them out. Try to do that once a week. As far as weed eaters, I sw- I used to run the echo, just the SRM two twenty five, and, and I liked how they were nice and light. I mean, they're pretty bulletproof. I switched over to the steel combi system this year, the KM91R, mm-hmm. and uh, just slowly getting all the attachments for them. And again, it was just the John Deere dealer that sells steel. Echo was kind of few and far between the dealers, and just getting attachments and parts was just a little harder than I wanted it to be. So the steel was just easy to get parts, easy to get attachments. So they're heavy, but... They run good, and they got lots of power, and and I find they're really good on fuel. And what kind That's of blower are you rocking? Uh, still BR five hundred. Okay, so when yeah. you um you go to work at seven thirty for the for the municipality. Yeah, leave at six. Leave the house at six. Okay, so then what do you do with your um, lawn equipment? Do you take it with you, or do you come home and load up after you get off work? I take it with me. So I load it up the night before and uh, lock it down as good as I can. And I just load the, the trimmers and the blowers in the morning just so they don't disappear overnight. Yeah. And then how yeah, do you I, keep I, it locked at work? How, how, how does no one just come and steal all your equipment while you guys are out on your route? Uh, this year I, I, I got the green touch, the racks for the trailer. So they're lockable. So that that's really reassuring. Okay, so when you I haven't had any up. issues with that. No, not yet. Been pretty like it's a pretty good area I, I, we live in. So okay, and then your mower, no one no one takes that. No, and and being like a, a hydro walk behind, they're they're kind of hard to move, and if it's locked down to the trailer, yeah, criminal ain't gonna figure that walk. one out, man. He'll, he'll, yeah, and you're sure not gonna lift it over the side, or oh <laughs> man, you almost deserve it. Yeah, that's funny. And then uh, so I load it up. What kind of truck? Load it up at night. What kind of truck and trailer you got? Just a, a fifteen hundred GMC uh, and a six by twelve open utility trailer, like a landscape trailer, just a single axle for now. I was wondering what your wife think of you, you know, going to work seven thirty to four, then going and cutting, you know, the 13 yards throughout the week. Does she support it or she wish you were home with the family or is she mad at you? She's happy. What's her take on the side hustle? <laughs> you know, she's been great. Um, obviously it's hard. We got a, a three-year-old and a one-year-old. So like, it's, it's a hard time. But it's it helps out our income, and definitely some days are better than others. Um, but yeah, she's been. I've been. I'm really lucky. She's been super supportive. Um, you know, it's kind of turned into something like a bit of a, a goal of mine, right? Just to to build a successful company, a business, and 
so yeah, it, so far so good. Tell me more about the um, climate up there. When when do you guys get started? You know, March, April, May. When's the season go through? Uh, usually start cleaning up end of April. Uh, this year was a bit late. The grass was a bit late growing. So beginning of May, I was able to cut some of the, the first places, but two weeks into May, three weeks into May, we really got, got going full-time with it. But it's been a weird, weird spring. Like it, last week, it reached 32 degrees. Uh, yesterday morning, it was seven degrees in the morning. That's Celsius too, by the way. Okay, yeah. So it, it, it's all over the map right now. It's tomorrow's supposed to be almost thirty degrees Celsius, but it's going to go down to ten degrees here tonight. So, so what? What would ten degrees be in Fahrenheit? Because that just sounds ridiculous to us in Fahrenheit world. <laughs> Ah, uh, 10 degrees Celsius. You're lucky I have a thermometer in my garage here. Okay. That would be roughly uh, 50. Ooh, that's cool. Fahrenheit. All right, that's that's chilly. Yeah. I live in Atlanta, yeah. man. It's 90 degrees, 92. Yeah. Hot, hot and humid and sunny, 90 every day. Yeah. June, July, August. So then, when's the season wrap up? You guys, are you guys able to mow through October? Does the grass stop growing in September, or when's the season kind of dial back? Yeah, usually the the end of October, it'll grow really good in September into October, and then once it starts to get colder, you get a few more frosts. It, it starts to slow down, and you pretty much say the end of October. So after that do a few leaf cleanups and then season's pretty well over for me. Tell me more about the grass you guys got up there. What uh, kind of grass is it? Um, a lot of fescue, rye grass, Kentucky blue. It's a bit of a mixture of that. And how tall did they recommend cutting that up there? How many inches? Uh, I cut three inches. That's, Two and a half to three is pretty good. If I know it's going to get real dry, like a drought, I'll start cutting it a little higher, maybe three, three and a half, just to give it some length, just so that it uh, stays alive a little longer. Awesome. What's the price point on those 13 lawns? Are they, you know, what what about are you charging and, you know, how long does it take you and all that? Uh, I... I I strive for the 60 bucks an hour. That's what I like to charge or try to get. So you, most of your properties are what, an hour or two hours or how, how long? Are they big acreages or they're small? Yeah. You get right, in and out or? Yeah, right now, most of them are about half an hour. I got the big commercial one. It's about two and a half, three hours. What are you charging for that one? It's really long. Uh, it's like per month, would you say, or per cut? I don't, I'm asking you, how do you, how do you do your thing? Do you charge per cut or do you charge per month or what? Per cut. I'd have to look, I forget what I, it's written down in the office there. Um, but monthly it's, it's about 1500 bucks a month. Oh, wow. It's the commercial site and, and yeah, it's our biggest one. It's kind of, kind of my baby. Yeah, that's a so, nice little extra supplemental income, man. Fifteen hundred bucks a month. Yeah. And then that yeah. what day of the week do you do that one? Do they have a set day they like you to come or what? No, they they don't really mind. 
I usually do it Wednesday nights. And I kind of, I guess one of the perks for doing it on the side after work is there's no cars in the parking lot. You're not buzzing a mower or a weed whacker by, a, you know, all those office windows. So they leave, they show up the next day, the grass is all cut, edged, blown off. So I like to think that's a, a pretty good perk. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. So none of your yeah. customers care. They're not like, oh, you have to come on Thursday. You, you can pretty much come whenever you want as long as you get it done each week. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're pretty good. The only one, the uh, the HOAs that I got this year, they had a bit of a the timeline They in the contract. You know, it says work to be done between 8 and 6 p.m., mm. which I kind of got that stretched till 7. So that's the only one I have to really hustle for just to get that done because – you know, you don't want that guy cutting grass while you're trying to put your kids to bed, right? Yeah. And I can understand that. So, and if I have to split them up and, and do them on another night, and so be it. But right now, I can get them both done in one night. Awesome. Tell me more about Canada, man. You guy, what do you do for fun? You go down to Toronto, or you you build it, build a. What do you do in Canada, man? Uh we go up to. Uh, up near Lake Huron, there's a, a campground. We go up there. We got a trailer up there. That's our weekend getaway. A little town called Sobble Beach. Um, so if you look on the map, yeah, you know, I like see it right north, now. Straight north of Windsor. Yeah. Straight north of Windsor there. So it's about a two and a half, two hour drive. And so then that's our getaways for the weekend. You mentioned plowing that snow, making that dough. Is that just something you did for that one customer do you have more snow plowing that you do or what do you do in those frigid toronto winters <laughs> so at my day job we plow a lot of snow so i'm out early in the morning doing that so i can't really do anything uh like that anymore for for arcadia anyways unless i'm out all night which i try not to do <laughs> so it just doesn't work out and insurance is so crazy you know for putting the plow on the truck and i i've shoveled a few driveways this past winter just when it snows a lot you know you get a couple customers say hey can you just come dig me out and you just take the snow blower and blow it out no problem so, so I, I i'll do that but so that lady as far that, as contracts yeah that lady that you had mentioned that um you were plowing her driveway or whatnot. And then you're like, Hey, do you want me to cut your grass in the spring? You were actually working for the municipality when you were doing that. That wasn't your personal customer. You were plowing her snow. No, I was, she was, uh, that was personal. That was after work. I was on an afternoon schedule at that time. So, you know, you'd wake up and there'd be a couple feet of snow and I just grabbed my shovel and put an ad on Kijiji and, Whoever wanted me to, whoever, whoever needed a hand cleaning out their driveway, I would go help them. So I just started with a shovel, I guess you could say. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Well, anything else you want to share with the world? <laughs> no, I think that's pretty much it. It's been crazy um, because we've been talking to all these guys that do, are doing this part time that, um, like I talked to maybe four or five guys in a row that were like, I hate my job. I want to do this full time. And then I've just yeah. talked to three people in a row. Um, I talked to Mitchell 
And then you'll hear on an episode soon, I talked to a fellow down in Texas. He is a, mm-hmm. a full-time school teacher and uh, a yeah. coach. And then he has his part-time job doing lawn care, but he, he wants wow. it to be part-time. And, you know, yeah. you're in the comfort of working for the municipality, you know, steady pay, stable, you know, you, you, your, yeah. your wife and three-year-old and one-year-old know that they're going to get, you know, that, that check's going to be pretty reliable. And then mm-hmm. that third, those 13 customers, that's just, you know, adding some supplemental income. So it's been cool to hear, you know, three in a row now of folks that do lawn care part-time with a great intention on that, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> it's nice because you can kind of, in a way you don't, you're not, you know, out there hanging door hangers and just des- like not desperate, but just trying to get work. So it's kind of, when you get it, you get it. And if you don't want it, then if it doesn't fit in your route, then you can, you can say no, thank you. Right. So. Yeah. I was wondering nice when someone way. says, Hey, can you, can you give me a quote? You just go off of, if it's, if it's in your route, you'll give them a high price and see if they jump on it. Or you just, well, how do you know what to say yes to and what to say no to? Cause you don't really have time to add much at all. No. Or do you have no. to drop somebody if you add somebody? Um, I try not to. Well, I don't. I wouldn't drop anybody because everybody that I got is is good, decent. Everybody pays on time, and uh, yeah, I've unfortunately like this spring, I get like four or five calls a day, and a lot of it was for weed control, which which I don't really uh, care to get into. Um, just with the licenses and insurance, it just I don't see a benefit in it. There's there's lots of companies that do it and do it well in my area, so. A lot of it was for weed control, but yeah, I've had to turn down a lot, which really got my mind turning, thinking like, geez, you know, should I, should I hire someone Should part-time just to help me? Maybe we could do 16 in, a, in, an, in an evenings throughout the week with, with somebody like a helper. Oh, I see what you're or saying. Yeah. Do, do you just let them go on their own? Um, take that gamble. You know, I listen to everybody talk about employees and it's, it's scary, but we'll explore it and see where it goes from here. Yeah. You're in a unique spot. Cause if you pick up the mo- more work and then you have, you know, some high school kid helping you after you get off. Mm-hmm. And then next thing you know, he's got some story why he can't come to work. And then you got to scramble yeah. to get them all done. And then you're working back on the right. weekends again. And then your wife's mad at you, you know, (laughs) it's like, is the extra money is extra money worth it or not? Um, my, I mean, my philosophy is if someone says, Hey, will you, you know, come give me a quote or will you come, um, cut my grass, Scott, you know, I'd give them a high price. Be like, yeah, you know, a hundred bucks, you know, and then they'll be like, Oh, it's too much. Okay. You got nothing to lose. But if they say yes, then you're like, well, I'll figure out, you know, it's worth my time. And, uh, yeah, exactly. If you have any pain in the butt customers, maybe let them go out of the 13. (laughs) I used to literally, I used to literally do that. I'd I'd write, I had my spreadsheet. I'd literally write my favorite customer, my second favorite. I I literally, like it was a, a, (laughs) 
a roster, like a depth chart of a football team. And I had <laughs> my, my favorite ones, you know, and then, cause I knew the ones that I needed to maybe get rid of that were getting on my nerves or I, I didn't have a good enough profit margin. And I have to come back and say, Hey, here's your new rate, you know? And then they're like, yeah. Oh no, no, no. I was like, okay, see you later. Alligator. Yeah. And, and- I've kind of done that in the, in the past. I had one place of cut and, you know, the husband would say one thing, the wife would say another thing, just miscommunication. They're never home. You just hope you're doing something right, like between mulching and hedge trimming. And I had a call for another property. I don't even know why I went to look at it. It's just that entrepreneur thing, I guess. <laughs> you know, you can't do it, but you go look anyways. And you know what? I, I was like, wow, like this, is, this fits in the route better. Um, and I ended up giving them a price. They went for it. So then I ended up just dropping the other customer. And, you know, on the hot days, we'd show up and there'd be a cooler out there full of Gatorade saying, for the Arcadia team. And it's like, holy crap, like, that's so nice. <laughs> like, I'm glad I glad I went with these people. Yeah. Good people. Why the name Arcadia Property Maintenance? Where, where'd you come up with that name at? Oh, man. You know, I just wanted something unique. Uh, I just started looking up meanings of words, and Arcadia is like a a place of peacefulness, um, restfulness, and I, I thought that's what everybody's backyard needs to be like. You, you work hard all week, you go in your backyard, and you just relax for the weekend. Mm. And, and it, it kind of had a neat ring to it, and I just kind of went with it. Yeah. No, that, that's so real everybody cool. Everybody can relax in their backyard except for me. <laughs> yeah. That's a cool last name. And uh, so what do you think, What what's your goals for the future for your business? Yeah, that's just what we're trying to figure out now. Um, like I said, we're just kind of at an intersection. The possibilities are endless, really. Um, whatever direction, whether it's hiring somebody full-time, part-time, get another truck or just, or just keep it going as it is. What's your wife saying? Uh, she likes how it is right now. <laughs> she understands, you know, hiring and trying to find the right person. Like that, that comes with quite a bit of stress. So she kind of just, you know, you do what you feel is right. And we talk about it and yeah, we're just in the middle of that right now, just trying to figure out where it's going to go. Yeah, well, I mean, my suggestion, can I give you my suggestion? 100%. <laughs> when these new, when, because you're getting all these calls you're telling me about coming in. I mean, I'd take the call and then, you know, charge a lot. You know what I mean? You're talking a $60 an hour. If, if you think the yeah. property is going to take you an hour I, and it's in your route, I'd say instead of $60, I'd say, yeah, you know, that, that'd be $85. And then if they say no, yeah. who cares? You got nothing to lose. Yeah, exactly. But what what if yeah, what if three of them say yes at eighty five dollars yeah. or eighty dollars, and it, it takes you you know less than an hour? You're making good profit on that from the numbers you're telling me, and then you go to your bottom three that are your lowest profit margins, or maybe they're you know they're giving you a headache or they're stressing you out, and just say hey yeah. Miss, hey Mrs. Jones. Um, our rate, you know, our rates increasing from, you know, I know we've been doing your yard for $50 per cut, but it's actually increasing, you know, to 60. And then she's like, Oh no, no, we can't afford that. And I'm so sorry. You know, and, and then you, you, you just mm-hmm. kind of, you just kind of let her go. Um, 
yeah. the bottom three, but you've already replaced those with three new ones at 85 bucks a pop, whatever the number is. Maybe you get a new, you know, like you, that commercial property for 1500 bucks a month. Maybe you pick up another one of those and you kind of let, you know, you get rid of the bottom feeders and you mm -hmm. continue to put yep. in new top ones at higher price. And I know it's so hard because emotionally you get connected and you feel a loyalty and a, a faithfulness to people and everything. But if you're going to bump yeah. their price 10 bucks and they ain't going to pay it, then it's like, you're not the one not being mm -hmm. loyal or faithful. Like they're, they're not being faithful yeah. to you over 10 bucks. You know what I mean? So it's like, you can't, yeah. Yeah. you can't emotionally, you know, feel obligated to somebody. But I just think supply yeah. and demand, you got the demand, you got your, your phone's ringing and you only, you only got, you only got, Hey, I only have 13 slots available because I have a full-time job and I need the weekends for my family. And I only have 13 slots available on my roster. So, you know, we charge premium pricing. Um, I, you know, I, I, I give attention to detail. I, I'm the owner, but I'm on one on the property. I mean, you should charge premium pricing for that. And I'd, I try to get the top, if you're going to stick to 13, you know, or time, if you're going to stick to a time amount of like, I got X amount of hours, you know, cause one property could take you four hours. You know what I mean? If it's a gigantic one or yeah. three hours, you know, but I just max, I'd max those prices out. You know, I, I wouldn't be doing any one where it's low profit margin. I'd, I'd get the top 13 or whatever the accounts are at the highest price, man. I'd, yeah. I'd start, I, you'd be surprised, man. I started, mm -hmm. I remember, I forget what year it was, maybe year six or seven, probably year six in my business. When I just started, I'd be like, oh, I'm going to send them the quote for, for 8,000. Then I'm like, you know what? Nah, I'm going to send it for 10,000. And then they're like, yes. And I'm like, what? You know, it's just like, yeah. it, it almost shocks you. And then you're like, oh, okay. Um, but that would yeah. just be what I would say is, is you, you got only a very limited because most of us have, you know, five days worth of six days worth of work to fill up, but you only have a really small amount. So you can be charging a lot. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. But that's, it, that's, I mean, I don't true. know, man. There's so many different routes. I mean, you could go the full time route. You could you could tell the municipality, see you later. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna take over this town, and you can go out and just crush it that <laughs> way. You could add the high school kid or whoever's reliable to meet you at 4:30 and work till 7:30 mm. or whatever. But that's hard because who wants to go work for three hours? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, it, it so, doesn't add up to a lot of hours at the end of the month. When yeah, you think about it, it's for, not going to be like good that. pay. They're not going to be incentivized to do that. And then that kind of puts a wrinkle in their whole day. Cause it's like, Oh yeah, I went and I made 45 bucks, but they couldn't make plans with their girlfriend. You know what I mean? It's like, that's yeah. just not a long enough yeah. shift. So I just think you're mm -hmm. in a place where you got to jack them prices up, man. And, and, uh, yeah. get high, high profit on that and, mm -hmm. and have it be a real nice side job, you know? side hustle yeah and all that uh the podcast today with with mitchell's lawn care there that really that was a big eye-opener it actually made me feel better that i'm not the only only one out there doing it on the side and working full-time sometimes i think i'm crazy but it's nice to hear that there's other people that's why i just love hearing everybody's story and it just really really helps out yeah well by the time your story's out there to the world scott uh we'll all have already put out um, Patrick from Texas's story, but he's another part-time guy, full-time job. And, uh, it's, it's, it's interesting situations you you're in when you want to yeah. keep, you want to keep your full-time job, but you want to, how, how far can you go with that part-time landscaping <clears throat> lawn care company? Cause at some point you have to draw yeah. the boundaries and you have to say this far, no more. Like I cannot take on another property, but that's why you got to 
peak out at the pricing. You, you can't be do one of those yards that you do have, you can't be doing at low profit because you just, you just don't have any yeah. room there. You're just, you might as well be at home playing with the one and three year old. If you're barely going to be yeah. making money, you know what yeah. I mean? Exactly. So you better be charging top dollar on those yards, man. Yeah. Caleb well, Allman prices. Try to, try to get that 60 bucks an hour, that dollar a minute. Not yeah, the dollar an hour, the dollar a minute. <laughs> yeah, Russo Lawn Care in Cincinnati, man. He's he's making bu- he's making money. Oh man, <laughs> yeah. poor guy was so nervous. That's some and honest he's, work right there. He's like, Paul, oh, I'm really nervous. I was like, It's all right, you'll be all right. <laughs> and uh, he's like, I was like, So what's your price? He's like, Oh man, we're crushing a dollar a dollar an hour. <laughs> I'm like, a dollar an hour. Yeah, so you're making about eight bucks yeah. a day, buddy. <laughs> he's like, yeah, that's a good uh, honest work right there. Uh, I think I said that wrong. <laughs> uh, but e- even a dollar a minute, I mean, I, I think, you know, it, it's, it's, it's going up from there. Cause that's when, you know, that was in 2013 guys were saying that, you know, 2014 guys, a dollar yeah. an hour, or pardon me, dollar a minute, you know, $60 an hour. And I know guys mm-hmm. mowing now that are making a lot more than that. And so it's, I think the market, I mean, I don't know your neck of the woods there in Canada, but here in Atlanta, I mean, the prices just keep crawling up and uh, I love it. it. It's good. Yeah. 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 Nobody has time to cut their grass or don't want to either. <clears throat> That's what I found out. Yeah. And I haven't, I mean, I don't know if other people would give this advice, but I, I mean, I would even say if you're, if you're meeting with the homeowner, you know, it, you it might just, you might be able to squeeze the premium pricing, even if you say, Hey, listen, I'm sure you, you'd be able to find someone else who could give you a better price, but I am a professional. I do this full time for the city and I have very limited slots available mm-hmm. on my route, very limited. Um, but I personally come out, you know, after work and do an exceptional job. And because I only have room for a few clients, I really like your property. You know, um, I, I do have premium pricing just because it's me and it's, you know, my time's very limited and, and, uh, you know, just use words like that, uh, limited and premium and stuff like that and explain, Hey, this is why my price is, is higher than everyone else's. Yep. But I, I, I could, I could see in two, you know, next year in 2021, even if you only have 13 yards again, but you got, you know, maybe five of the ones you currently have. And then you got, you know, um, eight brand new ones, all at high, super high prices. You could be just crushing it, you know? Yeah. So they're in a good spot, man. Oh yeah. It's an interesting spot. It's exciting. It's a lot of work, but when you enjoy it, it's not really like work, right? (laughs) No, that's the thing. Like, um, who was I, who did I just have on that was just saying that they hate, um, I think it was uh, Sawyer in, in North Carolina. He's like, I hated going to the USPS job. You know, the dog's chasing him. He was, he was a mailman and he hated it. Then, yeah. he, then he'd get off and he'd go work again all afternoon cutting grass. But he's like, it didn't even feel like work. Um, cause he enjoys, yeah, I remember hearing that part. Yeah. You know, he enjoys being out on the mower and there's, you know, there's something just so satisfying about doing a good job yeah, feel, and you just feel, feel good, good when you're all done. And you look yep. at it and you're like, yeah, it looks good. I can't wait for my customer to come home from work and see it. Like, you know, they're going to be happy. Exactly, and yeah. especially when your prices are, you know, good, then you're happy. So, yeah. Yeah. I try to get everybody to leave the Google review. You just got up to 10 today. So that's pretty good. I'm pretty happy about that. Awesome, man. We'll keep cranking them in there and raise those prices, man. <laughs> We're trying. 
Cool. You got to come. You got to. You got to uh, come down to GIE one of these years and and meet Keith and Brian and Chant and all those guys. Oh. And hang out with us, man. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be that'd be pretty interesting. It's only I've looked it up. It's I think it's only like twelve hour drive or something like that. Yeah, dude, so come on down. Maybe not this year with with all the stuff going on with the border and and whatnot. But hopefully in the future, yeah, that definitely. Tell that security guard you're going to GIE. <laughs> let you through. Exactly. We've got the Paul Jamison VIP pass. Hey, I get you. I get you fifty percent off at of GIE. I don't know about that Canadian border, man. Brian's ten. <laughs> Try Brian's ten. <laughs> I don't Your know. Brain works for everything. Uh, yeah, try that at the border. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Well, thanks for sharing your story, man. Very, very no unique. Very, it. yeah, very unique story. Me. Yes, thank you. Thanks to Scott from Canada for sharing his story with us today. Thanks again to the Hardscape Academy for sponsoring today's episode. And thanks to the GIE Plus Expo for hooking it up with 50% off your registration to this year's show by simply using the promo code Paul. And if you guys want to sign up for the one-on-one business coaching with me before we take off for tour, do so by visiting greenindustrypodcast.com or taking a look at the link in today's show notes. Have a good day, everybody. Smash that subscribe button and we will be back soon. When you drive the brand ranked number one in dependability by J.D. Power, you can stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see yourself behind the wheel of the brand ranked number one in dependability by J.D. Power. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Kia received the fewest reported problems among all brands in the J.D. Power 2022 U.S. Vehicle Dependability Study based on 2019 models. See JDPower.com awards for 2022 details.